if you haven't replaced your income through property, you should make that your number one goal. So the big question is this, how are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question this podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, hello, George Markoski and Belinda Flaherty coming to you live. Now, hello everyone, welcome to the Australian Property Chat. Welcome to the Positive Property Podcast. Now, welcome Freedom Fighters because you're all Freedom, freedom fighters. fighters. Now, um, look, if you're watching live, please put in hashtag live. A lot of people watch our replays, put in hashtag replay. If you listen to the podcast, you can't do any hashtags. So come and join us on Facebook next Thursday live, especially if you live in Australia because... Um, I'd love to see you here. I'd love, um, love to talk to you about stuff. Now, today we're going to talk about why the rich get richer, the secret that the wealthy investors have, that the struggling investors don't have. When you have this, you're going to have wealth too. And I'm going to talk about that and a few other things. Like, um, you know, our, over, well, our mission, our unstoppable mission is to, is to empower 10,000 people to create wealth through investing in property using the Markowski method. So, guys, uh, welcome, and it's going to be a great show. So, Belinda, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well, thank you very much. Um, in lovely Melbourne, we've come out of lockdown, but now I'm hearing all my Sydney friends are going into lockdown. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a lockdown merry-go-round around Australia at the moment. Now, uh, tonight we're going to talk about what the rich do, and I'm going to talk about the rules of investing and um, the, the, real, the five rules you need to really know how to make money out of um, anything, really. It doesn't matter about property yeah. or whatever, but we Absolutely. use property as... You need a vehicle, right? You need a vehicle if you've got one, and it could be property, could be other stuff as well. However, 90% of self-made millionaires did it through property. So I'm yeah. a numbers game. I'm a numbers man. Property's simple. It's easy. I like property. You know, you might think that, you know, investing is complicated, right? And that's because you don't understand the core principles. Once you know the core principles of investing in property, which I'm going to share with you, then property investing is easy. Yeah. One of the reasons the rich are rich is because the rich get richer because they borrow money at low interest rates and then invest it for a much higher return. I'll give you an example. At the moment, you can get, a, you, can get you know, 2 3% interest rate, which is dirt cheap. And now we've got many investors on our program making between 10, 20, 35, even 65% per annum. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Now, you think about the return. If you borrow at 3% and get 65% back, what's that? I don't know. Someone like Chris, who's really good at the calculator, might be able to type it in for us. But <laughs> it's, it's a big return. It's massive, right? And, you know, I've talked about this before. If you leave your money in the bank, you're losing money literally Great. every day of the year. It's terrible. Well, the mint's just churning out new, new new notes, right? They're just churning it out like butter. It's like a big machine. Now, the thing is, let's talk about the rich. What do they do? Well, this is the one thing. If you're watching this, I'd like you to hear one thing. If And if you get nothing else out of this session, this is the one thing you need to get. Okay. If you haven't replaced your income through property, 
You should make that your number one goal. Simple. Now, this is the deal, right? You, and I'll, I'll give you the rules. Why don't I? I'll give you the rules now of the rich investors, what they do, and the poor investors. How would you like to know the rules? Hey, number rule number one, pay yourself first. Correct. Always. Yep. Right? That's it. Pay yourself first. What does that mean, pay yourself first? Let me explain. What a lot of people do, they get their pay packet and they're in a rush to go to the pokies or the pub or <laughs> spend it on something, right? Yep. You go online, go on eBay, go on a shopping spree because we live in a commodity society where people feel good when they're spending money when they're shopping. They love doing that, right? And the challenge is, like, spending money, you shouldn't be spending money at all unless you earn the right. Once you earn the right, then you can do what you like. But until then, you've got to save your ass there. And what I'm saying is, if you ever read the book Richest Man in Babylon, I recommend you read it if you haven't got it. And one actually, of my favourites, number one. What I'll do is uh, type in hashtag richest man, and what I'll do is I'll send you a copy of the book. Because it's out, of, it's, out of, it's out of print. You can get it for free now. It's, um, it's not copyrighted. So I'll send it to you. Now, Perfect. instant gratification, someone said. Absolutely, right? Instant gratification. But the other thing is what people do is they they pay everyone else. They pay the pizza man. They pay the pokies person. They pay eBay. They pay Amazon. They pay Etsy, but they haven't paid themselves. So you can pay yourself first. The richest man in Babylon says 10% of what you earn is yours to keep. Right? So what I suggest, and, and a lot of people say, well, geez, Jules, easy for you to do. You know, you made a million dollars last year. Bloody easy to save 10% or whatever. But look, I did this from when I was in high school and I was in study, and I was earning $85 a week and I was putting 20% away even then. Actually, even more. I was putting 80% away. I was putting all away. I was saving. And I was working at Hungry Jack's part-time. You know, so I didn't come from a family that were rich um, I actually had to work hard and earn everything I, I've earned. So what I did is I went to Hungry Jack's. I used to work till 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night and then ride my bike home. I actually did a, a little post about this a while ago. So I, I've learned how to work hard because I really worked hard at the beginning, super hard. And I saved every penny, every cent, right? So pay yourself first. Rule number two, live off 20% of income, right? Right, that's what you should do. Now, that's a goal. You can't do that straight away. Because no. you, may not, you may not be able to afford it, right? Yep. But you seriously, what you want to do, you really want to you know, live off as little as you can. So what I suggest you do, start saving 10%. 10% is what, what you earn yours to keep. Then get it up to 15. Then work you up to 20 until you get it up to 80. Right? Yep. Now, rule number three, rule number three. This is a really good one. This is why I've had enough of those get-rich-quick mentality. You know, I've had enough of that whole, you know, gold at the end of the rainbow, unicorn flying out flying out of your ass type thing. Look, don't lose any money, rule number three. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. You know, that guy that um, he, uh, what, did he, what did he say? There was a guy in Sweden. He sold his family home, moved into a caravan and put it all into Bitcoin right at the peak and he lost everything. Right? You know, so, you know, don't do that. Yep. Yeah. So someone's saying budget is smart, seeking exactly where your money's going. Very important at the beginning. It's yeah. a mind, it's a shift in mindset of discipline. Yes, uh, the mindset discipline. is so Discipline mindset. The thing is, the mindset is so important. If I had my mindset right, I would have done it even quicker. 
Because my original goal, I wanted to be a millionaire by the age of 21. And I didn't, I didn't reach that goal, but I wanted to. And when I didn't get there, I was like depressed. I was like, oh my God, you know what I mean? And then, then what happened was, you must live in your means, absolutely. Then what happened was, I worked really hard and I became a self-made millionaire by 30, right? But I, I worked hard for that. I wasn't you sure working. did. I, I was, really around, I was around in the early days. You worked yeah. really long hours. I, I got up early, stayed up late. But what I realised, that I had it all wrong, you know, because my parents are hard workers. They're immigrant immigrant family. They came from Macedonia. They worked hard and we never went out. They wanted to pay off their mortgage and pay off their debts and just work hard and save every cent. See, what you get taught in school and what your parents taught you and what the government teaches big corporates is all wrong. You know what I mean? Really. Yeah. Is. Any, any, how do you change your mindset? Any tips? Well, I'll tell you now. One, hang around people that are successful. Because seriously, what changed my from uh, Melbourne? Really wealthy guy, lived in Florida, and he made his money out of real estate. And yeah. I did it the hard way. In my 30s, I worked hard and became a millionaire. But I heard about this guy who was living a great life and he was earning passive income from real estate. So I went to visit him and hung out with him. And I thought to myself, you know what? He's not smarter than me or better than me. He's just a normal human being. Yep. I'm not smarter or better than anyone else was listening to this. I've just got better strategies. And what I did is I thought, you know what? If he can make 100 grand, maybe I can make 50. Yeah. Right. It's worth, worth giving it a crack, right? Why not, right? And guess what? I ended up making 180, even better, right? Which is great. And last year alone, I made over $1 million out of real estate, passive income. And once you make passive income, once you get the mindset right, that's the way to do it. But the best way to get mindset is to watch other people that are successful because if they can do it, you can do it, right? So if you want to get your mindset right, watch me, watch our members, what they're doing, they're doing some amazing stuff and get inspired, right? And even do our 14-day masterclass, 14-day challenge. Yep. You're, you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. So what Absolutely. Now, listen, guys, this is what I suggest you do. If you didn't make a million dollars last year out of property, hang out with me every Thursday night. Hang out with me <laughs> so you can learn and I, I can rub off some of what I do onto you. And it will work. It will rub off, right? So... That's number the rule number three. You know, uh, rule number three is don't lose money. Rule number four is invest in assets with cash flow or capital growth. The double C's, right? Because you know a lot of people what they want to do is buy a family home. Now you might get a bit of capital growth, but you've got no cash flow out of that, right? So you what you want is you want something that's going to give you capital growth and cash flow. That's what you want to put your money in. Yep. But the pokies aren't going to help you. Buying beer and pizza is not going to help you. You can do that. But what's going to help you is investing in property. Something's going to give you money back. Right? Yes, 100%. And the last rule is your goal should be to earn more passive income than earn than what you earn active. And there's one thing I'm a master of when it comes to everything. See, my first million I made active, right? I worked hard to get it. But... You know, and it took me till 30, imagine that, 30 years to get there to make a million. And then last year, I did a million without getting out of bed. What a difference with passive income. So once you get into passive income, then 
you earn the right to spend money, to buy a nice house to live in, to buy a nice car, go on a nice holiday to spend the money. You've earned it. But until you earn it, until you – and I really think until you've got more passive income than active income, you shouldn't be spending too much money. You know, reward yourself for working hard, but don't spend that much money until you get there. That's what you should do. And that's the rules. That's the whole rules of the rich and the poor, right? And look, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. But guess what? When's the second best time to plant a tree? Now. So when's the best time to buy a house? Can someone please answer? Someone type it in. When's the best time? 20 years ago. When's the second best time to buy a property? It's all right. That's why we pay you the big bucks to help us make a million. Yes, that's, yeah, that's right. And that's why I'm here to serve you and help you because, you know, I want to serve my community. This is not just a community. It's not just a tribe. It's a movement, right? You know, we're freedom fighters. It's a movement of us like-minded investors that are creating income, you know, for more purpose and more impact and more profit and more money. Yep, someone wrote 20 years ago, now's the best time right now. Absolutely. Fantastic. You deserve a prize. I need to give you a prize. Definitely. Now, interesting thing, I'll tell you a few facts before we go into Q&A time. And guys, love, if you've got any questions, facts. type them in because, you know, this is the first part of the show where I talk about a few facts. Victoria. Now, Victoria was one of the fastest growing states in Australia. And what happened was um, they were predicting that Melbourne was going to be bigger than Sydney. Now, someone wrote 15, 20 years ago, it was easier. Um, look, look, I beg to differ. I don't think so. Well, I'll explain why. I'll explain why. See, the cost of a property is not the actual price tag because the price tag doesn't matter. Because it's all relative as well. It's all relative. This is, this is the cost of a property, what it costs you out of your pocket. That's real, right? Because you can either afford it, you can't afford it. Now, 20 years ago when I was investing, when I bought a property because it was 8 9% interest, it used to cost me 300 350 per property to buy a property. Now, even though properties are more expensive, it costs me nothing. They cost me zero. So what do you think costs less? What price? Ha ha. Um, I'm going to send you a, cop a signed copy of my book. Um, just uh, put in the hash. Um, what I'll do is I'll get one of my team to reach out to you, get your address. I'm going to send you a signed copy of my book for winning the prize. Beautiful. Got to love yeah. that. Happy days. See? Yes. I love the community. It really helps to feel support and the rich goals. Yes. And look, I love the community too because I really, you know, when I retired and when you retire from property and you make passive income, one fine thing you find out is you've got a lot of time and it gets a bit boring. So that's why I founded this group, this community, because I really wanted the connection with like-minded people because I really believe, um, you know, creating deep connections with people around you is one of the most amazing things in life. And if you miss out on that, you know, what's the point, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, it's Anita Dev deserves the prize. Okay, Anita, you get the prize. Fantastic. Absolutely. Now, and look, just going back to that, we just had um, uh, a, a person that wanted to join our membership and um, they recently um, wanted to speak to some of our members and anyone, those members that got a text from me, I just want to say a big thank you because they actually ended up speaking to this new person and just being really honest and authentic and 
they've come back around saying, yeah, they're really happy and want to want to join up. So if you're one of those members, thank you so much because you are a part of our community and um, it's great that you can help other people get involved and be a part of our tribe. Absolutely. You know what? I want to give a prize out every single Thursday from now on. For the Why best not? That's our new rule, guys. So from now on, we're going to give uh, prizes out. I think it's a great idea. Now, I've got a few. I've got a question to ask the audience. Go for it. I'm going to a masquerade ball on Saturday. Lovely. Right. So I can't compete with people bidding at auction. Yes. True. And yeah. you know what? The problem is when you're bidding at auction, you're paying full retail. You're and going on. You're pushing the price up as well. But you're paying full retail because you find that property where I call real estate porn, which is realestate.com and domain like when you want to buy property you want to buy off market before they go on market yep. right that's you want to the get, in there, get rid of the middleman because you want to get rid of the middleman you want to go wholesale you want to go direct to the supplier and get the right pricing and i think once you go to auction you're in big trouble it's too late almost once you go um exactly exactly so what you need to do is you need to get properties off market and that's what we do for our members. You know, I mean, what we do for our members, we help them create a passive income and create financial freedom. Ultimately, that's what we do. And through that, what we do is we help them get a lot of properties off market. Or, you know, there's some properties on market that are reasonably priced. We go for them as well. We don't exclude them. You know, we like to be able to pick from as many properties as possible. But I'd say eight times out of 10, we're getting off market properties before they go on market, which is great. That's it. Absolutely. So it's a great rules. I think they're great rules. I want to give a prize away, at least one prize every single live because I love giving and I'm very fortunate I can give. And one of the things we do when it comes to giving is we're building a school in Cambodia because Christina and I went to Cambodia for a honeymoon and we fell in love with the people. They're Cambodian people, are beautiful people, love them very much. And I, because we're involved in education and property, I thought building a school would be appropriate. So every time someone joins our 14-day challenge, we donate 100 bricks to a school in Cambodia to build a school. Fantastic. Someone said, the real estate don't want to hear that. I've given them offers. They're not interested. Yes, look, it's very hard at the moment because you probably don't have a relationship with them. We're very fortunate because we're a big group and we're a buyer's group. And there's over 500 of us in this what we do is we um, we get access to these sort of properties. And if you stick in there and build a big enough buying group, you can do the same thing. Great way to give back. Yes, we love that. I love giving back. But also want to give back to our audience here as well, which is great, because I really believe giving back is important. So Victoria. Victoria was, was, was actually nominated to become the biggest city. Uh, Melbourne's going to become the biggest city in Australia. Yes. That was uh, just over two years ago. I know, I know. But guess what's happened? We went through seven months' worth of lockdown. Yes, so guess what's oh, happened? I'd like two more. Right, so, so listen to this when it comes to immigration, right? You know how we had a lot of immigration for a while? Basically, with Melbourne, what's happened is they've lost a lot of people. And, right, so they've lost... Um, We've lost a massive a chunk of population just because of the COVID. Yeah, well, the net overseas migration, we've lost 73,000 people, right? And guess where most of them came from? Melbourne. Victoria, Victoria. yep. 
Victoria. Victoria. So Victoria has lost so many people. It's crazy. Well, look, yes. You've got to realise, you know, like we were in lockdown. Anyone that we had jobs that you know weren't getting it, they could they could go into state, go quarantine for two weeks, and boom, now they've got new fresh opportunities. Why would you stay in Melbourne? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone wants to move to the state. So what's happened is Victoria are now net lose to migration, where they were the biggest growing at the moment. Yes. Right? And they're all moving to Queensland, exactly. So when you look at it, um, they're moving. So the funny thing is Australia as a whole has lost a lot of migration, into international migration as well. We've lost over 73,000 people. Great. Interesting, though, because we used to have a lot of migration, but now the borders are closed. We've got no migration. So what's yeah. going to happen is we've got a property boom. Once migration starts again, guess what's going to happen? It's going to go through the roof. That's right. And now the well, thing we've is... Got a, we've got a lot of expats coming back, like people that have, you know, moved abroad. They've got business. They've been over there. They've had this COVID thing, and now they're going, right, I want to go back to Australia. Someone's asking how will, they affect, will that affect property. I'll tell you how it's affect property. One is the Reserve Bank, right, they've said that they're not going to put up the rates until our job figures have a four in front of them. Our unemployment rates are 4%, right? Now... What's happening at the moment, which is interesting, is, you know, I'm into statistics. I know. Because, because we're losing people to go overseas, it's actually making our job figures look better mm. because locals now are taking those jobs and it looks like unemployment rate's going down. looks like the economy's growing. Ah, that's what's going on. It's not quite correct. It's just us taking their jobs. So what's happening is... Um, we don't want the RBA to put their rates up prematurely, so hopefully they get this, right? Right, Because these jobs are not the growing economy, growing new jobs, right? We're talking about old jobs being made vacant to existing and then locals filling the spot, right? Yep. So the current employment rates make the economy look a little bit better than what it is. Only yeah, slightly. Right. Interesting. But, That's fascinating. Yes. That's fascinating. However, how it's going to affect property is, one, even though we're losing people overseas and even though that's happening, property prices are going up. So when we do have migration, it's just going to be another level of the boom. Correct. Right? And one prediction, which I'm not surprised about, right, is they're saying apartment sales are going to plummet over the next few years. No kidding. <laughs> right? Yes. But... This is the funny deal, though. This is the interesting thing is it's going to leave Australia undersupplied for apartments when immigration resumes. So interesting stuff, hey? Now, yeah. a lot of people say, well, should we buy an apartment because, you know, they're going to be undersupplied? I'm saying, no, don't do it because what's going to happen is when immigration comes back and they start pushing the apartments up, it's going to spread out anyway for the higher quality stuff. So that's my little rant for today, and now we're on to Q&A time. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Let's hit me up with some questions. Well, one, of the, one of the questions was, should we buy apartments or in units? Yes. <laughs> I think you just started that. Well, look, I don't know if anyone saw um, in the Australian Property Chat, I posted a thing about that, um, that video from Four Corners cracking up. Four Corners, um, it's talking about the quality of apartments. Yeah, absolutely, quality of apartments. Okay, so let's, let's, what about regional Victoria? It's booming at the moment. Yes, regional Victoria is booming. The thing is, though, look, 
I'm not a big fan of regional anything. The fact of it is I'm really into supply and demand. Let me shut my curtains. I'm really into is I would like to see someone in capital cities first and spread around Australia before they look at regional. So I wouldn't go to regional until you had at least 10 properties. Yeah, so with the population growth remaining constant overall in Australia's borders being closed, why is there such a demand for properties? Interesting. Can you put that up on the question? I will, but I don't think it will fit. Uh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, it will fit. Okay. Um, so why is there such a demand for properties? There's a demand for properties because no one wanted to sell during COVID. Yep. And so there's been a pent-up demand. And now suddenly everyone wants to buy. Because and also, we've also had a lot of um, disposable income. People are saving that. Yeah, so we're $80 billion off better off, right? So someone's saying it's not a good idea to buy now at this moment. Actually, I would say the opposite. best time to buy. Yes, I would be buying now because if you leave your money in the bank, it's shrinking while property's going up. So property's doing this. Money in the bank's going down. You're shrinking. So if you don't buy now, you could get left out. <laughs> That's I right. Suggest you get the right person to help you buy something. Yeah, correct. Are the building supplies still delayed in Queensland? Uh, given COVID was there, no, the building supplies are very delayed. Um, if you want wood at the moment, timber in Queensland, it's over a year wait, and it's gone up thirty percent. So because of that, some builders are trying to buy. I mean, one builder I know has actually bought 100 tonnes of steel from overseas. It's amazing yeah. time to buy. Yes, it is. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make amazing sense. Amazing time to buy. Bring it on. I, I really believe it's always a good time to buy because you've got to be constantly buying to make money out of the market. And you don't, you don't want to time the market. You want to have time in the market. So it's not about, you know, trying to guess the right time because you're never going to guess the right time. You know, what I find is if I look back, it doesn't matter if I bought at the wrong or right time. What matters is I bought lots of properties that have gone up. And what's going to happen is if you're not, if you haven't got any property, you can't make any money on property, correct? That's right. That's the challenge. And if you've got money in the bank, your money's going down. Now, I don't know if you know, we owe about $1.8 trillion in mortgage mortgages in Australia. Now, it's, it's, it's huge. It's humongous, isn't it? But yes. guess what? It's the property nothing. market's worth $6 trillion. Yes. So That's, we've got around, it's all going to be comparison, right? You've got well, to compare it. We only owe 23%, right? That is um, totally amazing when you think about it. When you compare it to the property market and how much money we owe, that is like nothing. Nothing. It's like just over 20%, which is nothing. Like, nothing. it's amazing. So when, when you talk about the Australian property, it's safe as houses. It really is. It really is. Absolutely. What's your views on loyalty tax that's been implemented on borrowers? Okay. Um, please explain. Loyalty tax. Okay, another one. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Okay, so someone said... I bought in 2017 Queensland, but only 15,000 in one property and one house only 55,000. Yes. Okay. So this is the deal. Timing. Timing. 2017 was the peak of the market. 
yep. and then 2008 it dropped. There was a V-shaped recovery. So unfortunately, from 2017, it took 10 years. Um, if you bought right at that time, it was bad timing. That's why it's a matter of buying consistently so you don't get caught. So if I put all my eggs in one basket in one time frame, it's going to be bad. But if you buy every year, what happens is you save yourself. Let's say, for example, you bought in 2016, 2017, 2018, then you'd be really good. You'd be fine. So happy to meet you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I'm very pleased. I don't know if they're talking about you, Belinda, or me. I don't know who they're talking about, but I just looked up that loyalty tax. It says, firstly, loyalty tax has absolutely nothing to do with the ATO. It's far more underhanded way to extract money from us. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll address it next week. We'll address it next week. Whoever's asked that question regarding um, loyalty tax, we'll look it up. Yeah, but I think, um, yeah, I'll have a look at it. Yep. Time to wake the faker. <laughs> I can hear that, Georgie. <laughs> Time okay. to wake up. Great team all round. Thank you very much. It Thank is a great team. Much. Love it, love it. Okay, so let's go into this. So we'll talk about units. Someone's asked yeah. about units. Uh, that was saying, a, saying, we buy apartments or units? Okay, apartments and units, one thing is the vacancy rate has, has over 8% at the moment. So that means one out of 10 units is empty. So what do you think? You tell me. No, no way. Yeah. A quick, a quick no. What's the next question? Okay. Um, what was the other one? Um, I've got one that came in on um, a different stream. There's lots of different companies out there, lots of property companies. What makes you different with your members? Yes, okay. Look, uh, good <laughs> after me, what makes me different? Look, one thing I would say is when you're looking at a property company, right, make sure that the person that's, you know, the person that runs the company, the person doing the strategy has actually done it themselves, right? Yeah, perfect. Then make sure that they've taught other people how to do it. I've helped hundreds of people invest in property, hundreds and hundreds, literally, right? Yeah. know what I'm doing. So just get someone you're comfortable with, get someone you trust, and get someone that's got the name, run to the board. It doesn't have to be me. It'd be anyone you trust that's really good at what they do. I don't care. Because it doesn't make a difference to me if you go with our company or someone else's company. Just please choose a company that's ethical, a company that knows what they're doing, that really knows what they're doing. You know, the top 100 and the $50 a week guarantee, we're the only company that do that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I personally think I wouldn't go for anything else but that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Get up that next question. If there is a suburb not grown more than 1% in 10 years. In 10 years, is a good buy property in there? And if yes, why? Look, good question. What you're really talking about is market cycle timing, right? Yeah. So what market cycle timing means, and this is one of the things that I look at really in depth, is um, it means that if a property, a property suburb is undervalued for a long time, it may be ripe to go up. However, I've got a caveat there. It may be ripe to go up. What happens is, one... For it to grow up, you need a, a better demand than supply. You need a better neighbour-to-price balancing. You need the right ripple effect. You need There's a lot of different factors, 29 different factors, in fact, that you need to look at that show you whether it's going to go up or not. So, for example, if an area hasn't gone up for 10 years, I see it as a good sign. But 
if it's got no ripple effect, the potential, if it hasn't got a good name price balancing, if it's got a big vacancy rate, if it's got um, high vendor discount, any of that, then it's no point. Yep. How to increase value in your property um, by sitting there and doing nothing. Oh, depending on where it is. Uh, yeah, no, no, but really, seriously, the best way to increase the value of your property is by doing nothing and by buying right. Is that is that uh, how you got your nickname, the lazy investor? That's right, because look, put it this way. You know, there's lots of ways you can increase the value of your property, but seriously, the best way is just buy a property that's going to go up and do nothing. Sit on it. it I mean, I didn't make a million dollars last year at a property with working for it. I did nothing. I did nothing at all. The properties did all for me. I didn't I didn't renovate any of my properties. didn't do anything. What yeah. I did is sit there and let them grow. Yeah. Let them do their own thing. Passive income. Sydney prices are ridiculous. They are. And I wouldn't be buying in Sydney at the moment. I would say two places I wouldn't be buying is Melbourne or Sydney at the moment. They're just not right. I'm going to get up in the wine and I'll let you take over and look at the next question. Yeah. So regarding Sydney, you've really got to understand it's gone through massive growth over the last few years. You can't have a market that just kind of grows forever. That's impossible. So what you've got to realise is if you've had a, an area of growth, it's going to go through a correction period. So buying in Sydney at the moment, looking at the stats, to get something that's in that top 100, you're looking over a million dollars. That's a lot of money for an investment. And you're not going to get the rental returns. So that's what you've got to look at when you're looking at places, um, you know, especially in regards to Sydney. You're just not you getting know, the rental return. I love it. You really listen to my stuff. You know my stuff well. I'm very impressed. Now, I've got a bit of a question. I've got the free mask I need to choose. I need a bit of a vote from people. Oh, please go. Let's get okay. it. Mask, mask number one. Yep. So that's kind of like this is the, um, crazy scientist. Um, it's uh, what do you call it? Um, punk rock? No, um, no. steampunk. 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 Yeah. Mask red ball. Then obviously I've got this one. This is a copy of the one from. Oh yeah, I've seen that one before. Yeah. No, you look then... a bit weird on that one. one you look weird on me. Oh, that's the very Zorro. What do you think? I think Zorro is pretty good, but I do like the punk one because it's a bit of a watsy. Yeah, it's, it's different, isn't it? Because that funny eye. But I reckon after a long time having that funny eye might be... Oh, uh, yeah, fair enough. You might get a twitch. <laughs> okay, so... 50 Shades. 50 Shades, okay, yeah. 50 Shades of George. Christina loves 50 Shades. I think uh, most, women, most women love that book and that movie. It's um, erotica for the female, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, some billionaire. Number one, number okay, one. number one. Okay, everyone's saying number one. Okay, well, I might have to wear number one. I think I have to go with the votes. Oh, <laughs> again. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what else? I've got a couple of other questions. If any, if there's any other questions coming through. Yeah, uh, so um, before we go to the questions, I'm going to just talk about the two things holding people back. I like the third one. Thank you. Uh, the th two things holding people back from making money and from becoming financially free. Yep. Do you want to know what they are? Please let everyone know. Number one is everything you know. And look, that's the biggest thing. If I could get rid of everything you know in your mind or your preconceived ideas, that could make a big difference. See, the thing is we don't get taught this at school or the big corporates and the banks don't teach you how to make money, how to make wealth. 
right? Everything you know about property is wrong. And everything you've been taught, you know, to save up, save up retirement, get a good job, put money in your super, all of it completely wrong. That's right. Right? Number two, ah, oh, look at this. Someone's got it. I'm going to put this up. Very good. Everything, everything you don't know. Exactly. And that's what I'm here to teach you. So if I can get you to just get rid of everything you know and then listen to what I know, I'm going to make you rich because I know the game. I know the rules of the game. I know how to make you rich. I've done it many times with people. I've made lots of people rich, including Belinda. Yes. And, you know, you knew me from the old days. Remember when we celebrated when I became a self-made millionaire at age 30? Yeah, I did. I remember those days. Yeah, pretty cool, I, eh? Yeah, absolutely. you got to celebrate your wins, though. That's, that's look, very important. There's nothing wrong with working hard, but you need to celebrate your wins. Absolutely. <laughs> Because really, it's um, the journey, not the destination. And the journey, right. you should enjoy it. Yeah. So you know? everything you don't know. So if you want to learn everything, so the things you don't know, I've already put it all in the 14-day challenge, right? So, guys, if you want to learn everything you don't know, please type in hashtag challenge, and my team will send you an invite out. And basically, also, when you join the challenge, I'm going to buy 100 bricks Yay! Towards a school in Cambodia. So at least you're doing something good. Please make me rich, George Mokoski. Guess ah. what? And I'd love to make you rich, but guess what? I'm going to empower you to make yourself rich. That's right. Which is even better. You know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm glad you said that. But look, you know what? Do the 14 day challenge, whoever said please make me rich, and I'm going to empower you, and you're going to make yourself rich, which is even better because that's when you learn. Because giving someone a fish, is one I thing. Just, I was I just want, about to say that. I want to teach people how to fish. Because <laughs> you know, I, was talking, I was talking to Christina the other day about this, to my wife, Christina. And I was saying, Christina, you know what? I'm very confident that if I lost everything, all my money tomorrow, that it wouldn't bother me. Because I'd make it back even faster. Because I've got the skills. And look, having money might give you security. But seriously... Having the skills to make money, having the skills is more important than the actual money. And I know everyone's going, well, bullshit, just give me some millions of dollars. But seriously, the security you get out of the skills. Now, a lot of people are saying, challenge, my team will reach out to you um, and I'd love you to do a challenge. It'd be great. Now, what other questions do we have, Belinda, before we finish? Uh, if you don't want any questions, type them in because um, we've gone, we've got, I didn't have much, big, much of a rant this time. We've gone through this session pretty quick. No, we did absolutely. How much time have we got back? We've, oh, we've still got a bit of time. It doesn't matter. We can we can stay as short as we want. It doesn't matter. <coughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, I've got a, I've got a person here that really wants to get involved. They were saying, "Look, I'm a real details person. I need to really feel secure when I make decisions when it comes to property." Yeah. Um, how do you how do you make people feel secure when you with decisions to purchase a property? Okay, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to split that question in two. Yeah, I was going to say that too. The reason I'm going to put two is one. First of all, the first decision is going with the right company. Yep, we spoke about that before, and we spoke about having someone that's got the runs on the board. You know what I you know when I decided to invest in property, when I got it wrong. I decided to go look for mentors. I, I made a decision and um, it was the, I call it the multi-million dollar decision 
because I had two doors. I wasn't doing well out of property. And I had one door, you know, quit property and try something new. Step number two was, you know, really work property out. And the thing is, right, the, the fact of it is, right, I really, you know, I couldn't quit. Quitting was an option for me. Because if you quit, you're guaranteed to lose. Is that right? That's right. Therefore, you know what? The one thing you can guarantee success is by not quitting and just keep trying and you'll get there sooner or later. Seriously. And I just kept going. And what happened was I decided to, um, I made a three decisions. One was I decided to really work out property and work out how to make money out of property. Number two, I decided to ignore everyone else out there giving property advice. Because seriously, they had, they were super spammy. They didn't have results on the board. They were just out there selling properties and selling courses, but they didn't know how to do it themselves. And number three, I decided to get mentors with real life results, right? Because I thought to myself, you know what? If I want to go to someone's office, and this, this, is what I, this is what I think about a lot of financial planners. You know, if you're a financial planner out there, I love you, nothing against you, but I really want to say that, you know, you go to this financial planner and you go to their office and they work like 80 hours a week. They're dressed in a suit, sitting in this little office all day, telling you how to create financial freedom. And I'm thinking, well, what, are doing? what are they doing here, right? Sounds like, hilarious, doesn't it? When you say it like that, though. Right. Now, as people know, I only work a couple of days a week, if that. Yep, I'm in my right. T-shirt. I'm at home. I travel, not any, not lately, but I normally travel. And I'm cruising around having a great lifestyle. And this is me. This is authentic me. I'm authentic. I'm real. I'm down to earth. I call it the way it is. And I'd rather learn. And that's why I went to that Nick guy who was in Florida living a good lifestyle, living in the same apartment block as uh, David Beckham, right? This guy was loaded. That's what I wanted to do, right? Follow him. You know, fear. That's my biggest fear. Um, what's your biggest fear? Okay, so the biggest fear is um, uh, that goes back to my question because mm. we, were, we were kind of right. covering that. Yes, well, so, so let me explain. Feeling, yes. feeling fully secure yes. with making the right decision yeah. And um, and how do you make people feel secure? So, I yeah. mean, people okay. are saying my biggest okay. fear is making so, the wrong decision. One thing is I don't want to make people feel secure. I want them to make themselves feel secure because it's not my job. Yeah. My job is to educate people and, and show people the light. It's up to them to see it. Now, Elvina, thank you for um, commenting. I really think step number one is you need to educate yourself. If you got fear, that's good. <laughs> Fear is good. So guys, so everyone's saying get rid of my fear. Don't get rid of your fear. Fear is good for you. What you need to do is fear is telling you you don't know enough. That's right. Why are you scared? Can you please shut the door, Christina? It keeps – anyway, Christina keeps opening the door and I can hear myself in two parts. Ah, yep. So fear is a sign that you are not ready to do this yet. So what you need to do... And you don't you, have you, enough information to say yes. That's right. So what you need is you need to educate yourself. And I suggest the 14-day challenge is the way to go because get the 14-day challenge. That will give you a roadmap. So what happens is when we help people invest, investing is done one of two ways. You walk up to a cliff and dive off the blindfold and dive and hopefully you don't hit the bottom and die. Or... You get this escalator made for you one step at a time and you will go down and it's nice and easy. Now, I suggest don't jump off a cliff. Do not do that. Don't buy a property without knowing why, how, what, everything there. 
without knowing your long-term goals, without knowing what your million-dollar plan is. I suggest you get educated, put the effort in. You want to invest in Sydney. Well, if you want to invest in Sydney, you want to be like that person that invested in Brisbane in 2017, that's up to you. Yeah, that's right. I, I think we've, we've got members who live in Sydney who are not buying in Sydney and they've got enough equity to buy in Sydney. I, but I suggest you don't do make up your mind. We do whatever you want to do. But first, what you need to do first is educate yourself. Yep. Then you can choose where you want to invest. You know, it's yep. a bit hard. It's a bit hard for um, you to know where you want to invest if you don't know anything about property, right? So it depends what you want to do. Why do you want to invest in Sydney? Because the, the, the thing is, a lot of people don't understand what's important. No. And once you get what's important, then you can make decisions. You really need well, it. It comes down to your goals, really. What yeah. do you want? So, so yeah, where do you want to be? If your goal, your number one goal is to invest in Sydney, then you should invest in Sydney. Yep. But if your number one goal is to create capital growth or cash flow, well, maybe that might not be the right thing. But it's up to you because a lot of people say, I want to invest near a school. And yeah. I say, look, if that's what you want to do, if you being near a school is important, but what's more important, being near a school or getting capital growth? Yep. Some people want to be near a school. Some people want to be um, interest rates. Put that one up. Interest up rates and drop. boom, gas come down. Not necessarily. I don't know about that because um, if you look at back in the 80s when interest rates were high, properties were going through the roof. Through the roof. Back in 2000, interest rates were high, properties went through the roof. Usually it's the other way around. The higher the interest rate, the bigger the inflation, the bigger the growth in property, not the other way around. It's actually very rare for interest rates to be so low, but property prices to be so going. It's unusual, yeah. very unusual. I've never seen this ever in 25 Absolutely. years. Yep. Someone, said, someone else said 14 day challenge. Excellent. People keep putting hashtag 14 day challenge. People um, think price will keep coming up to Sydney. They will. They will keep going up. However, they're going to have a bit of a pause, but they'll come back oh, up. A little oh, correction oh. period and then yes. go up. So, Jim, you, um, look, property prices will always be going up. Every, yeah, exactly. But if you look at the clock, we want to buy at 7 o'clock, not at 12 o'clock. That's the, that's the, that's the deal. And once you learn the clock, if you don't know the clock, once you do the 14-day challenge, you can do the clock, you learn about the clock. Yeah. And that's going to be really good. The clock so wasn't then, invented overnight. You're talking lots of cycles right. around Australia. Yeah. So let's let's go back to this. So what we're talking about is, one, get comfortable by learning, by doing the 14-day challenge, by, by learning about yourself and learning about property. Next step is when you buy a property, right, what you need to do is you need to do due diligence. I was just about to say... Right, Due and one, one, there's twenty nine different there's twenty nine different factors, sixteen thousand suburbs, and out of those sixteen thousand suburbs, there's a top one hundred suburbs, hundred, a minuscule. That's why they call me the John Wester property because I reject those properties. And right, <laughs> if you buy the top one hundred, right, if you know how to do that, if you get those properties and off market especially, then you're getting a good property. But then you want to work out. You know, you want to look at all the numbers, all the figures. We do all that. I mean, how big is the report we buy property? Oh. Yeah, so look, we... like Fasting. So remember before I said the things you don't know? Yep. Right? Well, a lot of people don't know most of the stuff we teach them. And when we look at... When you look at our due diligence, like, seriously, we thought of things you didn't even think of. So there's so much you don't know. So the unknown of the unknown, and what we do is we teach all that as well. You know, because yeah. our job, what we do is we help people create financial freedom. 
passive income. That's what we do. So let's have a look at this number one goal. Number one goal is to make the best investment choice for your budget. Don't get bogged down on IES Sydney. Michael, brilliant. Very good. Very smart. Michael should win a prize as well. Someone send Michael a book as well. Send Thank Michael you. a book. Well yeah. done, Michael. Yeah, I want to give prizes away for now. I'm, going to, I'm enjoying this. I love giving prizes away. <laughs> what a game show. Da, da, da. Yeah, let's see. Absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you the news. Um, Channel 10 are doing a property program. Yes. They've asked me to come as the property expert. Yippee. Bring it on. You'll be yes. amazing. So um, they've, they've emailed me last week, and I'm looking at the proposal at the moment. I might have to be flying to uh, Sydney, Newcastle. Yep. Okay. Yes. John Weston, Oprah. Yes. A few <laughs> weeks ago, before we had some wonderful guest speakers, you did say you would revisit cash flow calculator during one of these sessions. I'm going to do a cash flow calculator training and make it available to everyone in Australian property chat. Yay. Bring it on, Georgie. John West, Oprah. Well, I think maybe I'm a bit of both. I'm the white version of Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Absolutely. But yeah. But I'm excited about this property show. Could be fun. Yeah, it would be. Absolutely. Michael, so thanks. You're welcome, Michael. I love your comments. You're very surprised. Excellent. You know, I love, I love um, all these great comments and excellent um, contribution from everyone. It's fantastic. Everyone gets a prize. Oprah, <laughs> everyone gets a prize. That's right. Every child player wins a prize. No, I'm going to invest in more prizes because I want to give away more prizes. I want to Let's do, do it. it. Absolutely. You know, I find the more, the more wine I drink, the more prizes I give away. Oh, really? <laughs> I, you get very generous, so I could what imagine that. What I'd like to do is make a quick comment right now. We've got people listening to my podcast or watching us on the podcast or people on YouTube, right? So, guys, if you want to be part of this prize thing, you know, Put in a comment. We'll go check it out. Comment on YouTube or um, do that. Give the man more wine. Yes, we should. Give the man more wine. <laughs> guys, I really enjoy our Thursday night little chats. Yeah, they're great. I love connecting with everyone. It's awesome. It's great fun. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping everyone gets value out of this because I really want to give lots of value because, you know, I understand property really well. So one thing I can talk about forever and keep going. Yep. I'll send you a bottle of Shiraz. Nice. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I really well love done, Anthony. Love, love, love your work, Anthony. He deserves a prize too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Yep. So, you know, so I think um I think at the end of the day, we're gonna have some fun here anyway. It's great. Hey, we're here for a good time and a lot. Great community here, having fun. Enjoy ourselves, absolutely. Yeah. So, look, let's do a bit of a summary. Summarize up, and let's see if there's any other questions before we finish. But we talked about the rich and the rules of the rich. Yep. Right. And we spoke about, you know, why do the rich make money? That's because they create a passive income. And we spoke about the five rules of being rich, which is very important. Right now, one thing I want to talk about. I see it on the wine gets warm and fuzzy. Yes, I do. <laughs> I certainly do get warm and fuzzy. Now, one thing I want to talk to people about is rentals, right? Yes. This is one thing, right? So, there's a big rule because I hear this a lot from people all the time, right? Let me give you some advice about renting your property out, right? One. Do not rent to your brother, your sister, your cousin, your best friend, your daughter, 
your father, anyone like that. Don't rent your relatives and your friends. Wait for this one, wait for this one. Or take on a person who's happy to pay cash only. Yes. Don't do that. Don't do that, right? Rule number one, do not rent to someone you know. Because the key to rental, right, the key to rents is actually getting the maximum price you can. You can't do that of your friends, right? Now, a lot of people come to our program. We increase their rents because they haven't been, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I had this tenant for 10 years. I've never put the rent up because he's a good tenant. He's not a good tenant, right? He's not a good tenant if he's not paying the rental price. Correct. Property manager doing it for you. You want to increase rents constantly because it's all about rate of return. Get put your investor's hat on, not your friend hat on, and just invest. Do that. Do that right. Very, you know, very important. Funny enough, I did have a member that was sitting there, and they rented out. They had the same rent for five years because he was just a good tenant. And I'm going, but all the properties are going up, and they ended up that their property was negatively geared. Yeah, exactly. And, and I just said, "What's going on?" And Michael said, renting, let the experts manage it for you. Absolutely. And you know, this is the weird part, right? The people that abuse your properties the most is the people that don't pay much rent. The people that pay a shitload of rent, they look after your property. My best tenants are paying me really good rent. Yeah. As the one, I rented a person, dog, and they spoiled the garden and the pet. Oh, no so they rented with a dog person, yeah. right? Um, they rented a dog person and it yeah. ruined the garden. Yes, yeah, I don't mind the dog as long as I've got the right manager. No rent to increase 10 years equals shit tenant. Yes. Yay. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that on Spotify because this goes to Spotify as well. I better be careful. Oh, so be careful. S-H-I-T. Yes. So I thought I'd just put that little rant in about renting. Yeah. Now we'll go to the summary. So we're talking about renting. We're talking about the five different rules for property investing. All right. You know, and um, you know, you know those. You know, oh, I find very funny. I find those Chardonnay property experts funny. You know, Chardonnay. The yes, the Chardonnay, Chardonnay property experts. They're the, they're the guys that sit around sipping Chardonnay, sharing the expertise in the property market, and it's entirely based on how much houses are selling in their suburb. They've never, they don't know anything about property at all. They're like, oh, I think such and such. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Do they have a monocle? <laughs> Chardonnay property experts. A couple of questions just came through. Same rent for four years. No, that's not good too. Are rentals going up or going down at the moment? Oh, well, that's a big they're question. They're crazy. They're going up like crazy. Like seriously, rentals. Might need to make your the garden, garden doggy dog friendly. Very smart. But look, rentals are going up quite a bit and you need to look at your rent. So if you've got a property, get your rental manager to look at it because it's important. Help me ask me to get more rent. Um, yes, do the challenge and someone will reach out to you and help you. Type in hashtag challenge. Absolutely. We're, look, whoever, I don't know, we've just got Facebook user, but the reality is we've got a massive community of people that work around our members. So we can yeah, definitely we'll help you get more that challenge, easy as. The 14 that challenge will teach you how to get more rent. Not a problem. And someone said... Um, who is liable for land tax and how does it apply to people? Unfortunately, you're liable for land tax. And that's why you've got to be very careful in how you do things, right? Because what happens is when you buy property, you don't want to buy too much property in the same state. Otherwise, you're screwed, especially in Melbourne. Because you Victoria need to spread your wealth. Victoria is the worst. Like, if it wasn't bad before, Canberra has gone berserk. Yes. Anthony, yeah. I love this conversation. Wine and property, two of my favourite things, actually. I love wine. I love 
We like it. Oh, great hashtag challenge. Hashtag challenge. Great. Keep right. going the hashtag challenge because with the ha- with the challenge hashtag, I'm going to be personally helping everyone with their property investing. Hey, yeah. Anita, remember, have a chat with you soon. Reply to Facebook. Say, hey, Anita, let's talk Saturday about this. Okay, great. Great. So, typed in chat. No one. Remember? Hello, Anita. Welcome. Oh, someone yes. wrote, I typed in challenge last week. No one contacted me. Just to let you know, we were halfway through a challenge. We're starting our next one. So if no, no one contacted them. That's no good. We should get our team to do that. We'll I just want to go through time. and do that. I apologize. Sorry for that. Yep. So type it again. We're going to get my team onto it tomorrow morning to smash it out. Yep, absolutely. No, tonight. I'm going to call them tonight. Nah, that's not fair. So, guys, look. We've had a really wonderful evening. Oh, that's been that's been a lot of content tonight. We've covered a lot of stuff. How do you become a member, Anthony? Thank you for asking that question. Good question. Um, there's two ways to become a member. One is do the challenge first and talk to a coach. Number two, book in and talk to Charmaine to see if you're the right fit. We don't accept everyone. What I want to do is we want to do the best job we can for whoever we work with. So what we do is we get Charmaine to have a quick call with you, fifteen minutes. And what we do is find out where you're at, what your goals are, and if we're a good fit and we can help you, we go, yep, that's great. And if uh, we can't help you, we're going to point you in the right direction. Yep. We've got a massive community like, of amazing If this is what it's going to be like, then sign me up. Anthony, it's exactly like this, but it's also a bit of real estate and making money as well. And, ho- uh, and for you as well, you're going to have your own success that you can add to these chat shows as well. well. Yes, exactly. So, Anthony, please uh, just put in hashtag property wealth chat property wealth call, sorry, and Charmaine will reach out to you and book you in, and then you get to talk to Belinda. Yeah, you get, hello. <laughs> yeah, Belinda's one of our head property coach. Yay, absolutely. Wait till they hit the scotch, exactly. And look, actually, <laughs> I bought, I bought um, because um, Macedonia was playing in the- Does Euro- Michael know us? Does Michael know us? Has he met me? Um, I'm not sure. Know. But, um, He's wait till they hit the scotch. I bought um, Johnny Walker Blue. I bought some Rakia. I bought some lots of stuff. So I did see that little on. picture of yours that looked quite like the uh, the the array of uh, nice little liquor there, Georgie. Look, the weekend before last, I was at a um, a birthday party at um, nineteen ten Adelaide. That's a burlesque bar. Yes, no nineteen ten. Classy strip joint, but it's really cool. Really cool people. Anyway, and we had so much money on the bar that they said, "Look, you need to spend more money on the bar." As in not spending money, buying more stuff. So we went and um, went and got um, this beautiful, very expensive Japanese whiskey and cigars, and sat there. Japanese and- whiskey is lovely. Absolutely. Oh, I'm Italian. Single malt. Single malt, yes. Single malt. Grappa, yeah, grappa's grappa. awesome. Love grappa. I've completed the challenge. Fantastic, Michael. Excellent. So you've probably spoken to Blinda. Yeah. Knows us. There you go. Oh, he Thanks. does know us. Awesome, awesome. Um, oh, Rakia, jet fuel. There you go. So look, guys, um, it's been a lot of fun. I think time's up now. Yep, absolutely. So look, Freedom Fighters, thank you so much for being here. Loved it. I really enjoyed the interaction. Look, we're going to be here every Thursday. Every Thursday. Just rain, hail or shine, we're going to be here. Come and join us for free property stuff and free information. And, and, it, look, and, it's, and it's every week, guys. So when you're going through the week and you think of this a great question that you really want to get George to answer, write them down, bring them along. This is your chance to have a guru to sit there and really give you the real answers. 
Absolutely. None of this fluff talk, right? I tell it the way it is, right? I really do tell it the way it is. Sure do. Seriously, I charge developers $50,000 for one day of my time. Yep. And And they're happy to pay it. So it's not as if you're getting some person that's, you know, broke telling you how to do this. It's something that knows what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Now, look, but the thing is, I must say, I'm very grateful and thankful for our community, for all you guys watching us, because you are what makes our week. We love it. Absolutely. And um, thank you so much. And have a wonderful evening and see you next Thursday night. And for the people doing the challenge, excellent. Um, I'll see you in the challenge as well. Cheers. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.